and welcome to Movie Buffs, the show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Cisco from Misfit Minded. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok at Misfit underscore Minded. And my website is MisfitMinded.com. And I'm your other host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at It's Me, Shani B. Today we're talking about the 2003 film, The Hunted, starring Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio Del Toro, directed by William Friedkin. If you haven't seen it, it's about an FBI deep woods tracker assigned to find and capture a former assassin who's been killing in cold blood only to discover the killer was a former pupil. Shani B, are you a fan of this movie? What do you love? What do you hate? Well, I will say this movie isn't perfect, but I, I'm a fanny B. You know, there was enough here to really get me excited. I there there are like moments in this movie that I find to be both awesome and also confusing. Friedkin as the director is so interesting. I, I like I've I've watched it a couple times just because there's so much I feel like I'm missing anytime I look away or take a note. And so I I guess like the stillness of it all, the gore, the violence, like it's an unpredictable action movie. And I know they all are, but there's something about this one that does make it a little bit more unique. You know, like the acting is dynamite. The uh, th there's like a kind of evil presence it feels like he's playing with in terms of, you know, what about real killers, right? Not just like slasher movie killers, but like people whose job and whose life is centered around killing and, and whether that's like evil or not. But I like the way it's in the frame and in the mood and, and how the story gets told that way. And of course, you know, I love a good score. So the score was here. I was down for that shit. And yeah, I, I, this movie surprises me. I guess I didn't know, I didn't know how to feel it, but I, or I didn't know how I was going to feel about it, but I really like what Benicio is doing. I really like what Tommy Lee Jones is doing. So, so I guess like, I'm a Fanny B. I'll say I'm a Fanny <laughs> B. Um, what about you? What did you think? Yeah, I think uh, I'm with you. Um, I watched it a long time ago, but it's been years and kind of still held up to what I remember it, you know, pretty straightforward. Tommy Lee Jones hunting a guy movie, which he's got a couple of those. Uh <laughs> so <laughs> sure does. uh this one I guess is like more like you said, more gory, uh more brutal with it, um, with Benicio. And I also agree with you though that like I don't know, everyone tries to reclaim movies as like underrated. And so this one of course came up on Twitter when freaking die like this is underrated and i'm just like i don't know i think it's properly rated i don't uh like you said there's something missing in it i don't know if it was like from rewrites where stuff got cut out but it definitely feels like what you said like edited down we don't get a lot between benicio and Tommy lee jones and their relationship and the extent of it we don't get benicio del toro's motivation why is he killing these people um so there's just like a lot of questions and it's you know i'm fine with nuance and stuff like that but it just felt like at a certain point it was just two guys running after each other <laughs> and yeah. for a majority of the movie and it's just like i i never really say this but i do kind of wish that it was longer and more fleshed out this is one of those rare cases where i think the 90 minutes kind of hurts it where they especially like in the last 15 minutes i'm like check the time and i was like oh there's only one fight left like yeah. like you said like 
I thought I was missing more, but it's like, nope, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's yeah. it's pretty straightforward, actually. Yeah. 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 I guess like that that's what's wild to me too. And like where my sort of questions lie is like the open itself felt like it was so elaborate that I was sort of like, what they blew is this their whole the only motivating it. factor we're going to get? And is that why he put so much money into it? Because it does feel yeah. like low key. He's sort of like, well, enough PTSD will make a murderer out of you. And I don't love that. <laughs> I don't love that. There's not sort of like, well, where did he lose it? Right. There's just this idea that he lost it. And that, that open just felt like it was kind of cheeky and campy. And then when the movie is fully grounded because Tommy Lee Jones is there, it almost feels like a completely different story. Like I always forget the opening sequence is here at all because we see flashbacks of it. So I, I have no idea why, why it's there, but it, but it's a, like a reminder of this movie being like very randomly disjointed. I really like the opening though. I'm not going to lie. Like it's let's go. Tell me uh, more. I don't know. I just like, you never uh, outside of Benicio running away. You never see him in action ever. Really. That's He's true. Disappearing and reappearing and you get glimpses here and there. But I love that in the opening, whatever, 10, 15 minutes. You just get to see him on the mission from beginning to end, taking this dude out. Like, okay, we get to see that he's this cold-blooded killer. Uh, and, yeah, it feels very, like, Metal Gear Solid, you know, that type yeah. of, like, you know, feel of sneaking sneaking around. And I, I can't remember what character says it, but it's, like, uh, most of the people that he killed didn't even know he, he was in the same room as them. I think it was Tim Lee Jones. Of course it was yeah. the king. Of course yeah. he said that shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I see what you mean because I do feel like Benicio mostly operates as like a ghost later in the yeah. movie, which I also like, but I do see your point to the fact that like, we don't get a lot of information about yeah. like what makes him who he is other than that open. And yeah, I guess like that open, it feels so detached and it, the, the time jump of it all kind of confused me too. When they were like, it's 99 now it's Oh three. Like, I feel like I I wasn't sure again Listen, why the okay. time jump. <laughs> this is all I'm gonna say about it. Uh I'm tired of these movies, de aging actors. It's fine. We're grown adults. We understand that younger Tommy Lee Jones has a mustache and like dark hair. And now <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones has gray hair and a beard. Like it's not that complicated. So mm -hmm. I was cool with that too. I was I was fine with the time jump because too many Fucking Star Wars, fucking Indiana Jones. Don't <laughs> need it. Stop it's it. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess like this movie also gave me the feels of Friedkin sort of being an old school filmmaker that has sweeping uh, sets and massive uh, locations. Like I'm thinking of the crash scene where like the whole street is like stopped and the ambulance is knocked over and there's like all these people around that to me screams like old filmmaking where you're really bringing this world to life. But it's also like in early 2000s time where that does also sort of feel like it's kind of dying. Like I, I was surprised how much this movie felt like a movie to me, uh, even though, you know, there were parts of it that I didn't quite connect to. I still was like, but this is what it is to take a story that could be explained a million different ways. And for an artist like Friedkin to then choose how he'd like to portray it. And whether I agree or not, at least I can still feel an artist. You know, like we were talking about with Fuqua, like if I can feel the artist, then I will make a lot of space for other things. <laughs> yeah, I think 
the reason why I am a fanny B of this as well, it has a lot to do with freaking directing it. Um, like the lead performances too. Obviously, like Tommy Lee Jones has that roll down pack. Benicio brings that intensity to every role. But like you said, Friedkin, um, I've been trying to fill in some of my blind spots with him, you know, and I just, I keep finding myself drawn to his style of filmmaking. Like you said, like there is a unapologetic, I don't give a fuck what you think. This is my vision. If you don't like it, fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> and, yeah. and I kind of, and like, so I like, all of my complaints about they didn't explain it enough or whatever, I'm sure he would just be like, fuck yourself. Like, I don't, this, <laughs> this is my movie. This is what I wanted. And it just, it's just, uh, yeah, like we said, though, it does feel like there was some studio, either studio interference or stuff got cut. It does, it, because it's, it just, like you said, you're, it feels disjointed in certain areas. Like Benicio at one point, you know, uh, goes to this women's house with the with the daughter. That's right. And they fucking disappear. We never see them again. <laughs> and we don't really understand why they're close to him per se. Like we see they have some established relationship, but not quite. I it it felt like uh this guy is sort of in and out of her life, kind of non-committal relationship, and this and like that's her daughter, but not his daughter. I guess I don't know. That's, that's what I was. That's thinking. kind of the I vibe like, I was getting from it. But again, nothing really explained um and the details trying to think what else like we got some of the fbi presence it's kind of like i don't i didn't really need that either like you could have just had at any time that like they're like trying to help tommy lee jones he's just like get out of my way like i got this like yeah he's like you guys are a bunch of bumbling (laughs) idiots and he just very easily kills you guys like left and right i almost love that part in the movie when it goes from like, we need this big response to Tommy Lee Jones just straight up being like, actually, it just needs to be he and I. Like, we just have to duke it out. He says, because- he goes, they're like, what else can we do? And he's like, you guys are messing up the crime scene, actually. Like, if you guys could just leave. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, and I like that. I like how it starts in that huge, uh, you know, sequence in the open and how ultimately it does boil down to like them in nature, right? Just two men basically defending their own natures, but their own perception of that because they're both maybe capable of killing. But Tommy Lee Jones just trains people to kill and Benicio has been doing a lot of that killing. So it's interesting that it just boils down to two guys slicing the shit out of each other. Yeah. And I do like you know, some of the more nuanced stuff that actually worked for me is like the characterization you get of like Tommy Lee Jones saving that wolf at the beginning. I fucking love that scene. Mm. Um, and then he like goes into the bar and like slams a guy's face on the table. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, that was so badass. But like, again, so you know that this guy just in that sequence alone, you know, he has a code that he lives by where he does not take any disrespect to nature um you know he but he's in tune with it at the same time like he has this kind of like fifth sense uh sixth sense or whatever that like he can track people and like he he just has this and like so that stuff that's like not explained but you just see timely Mm -hmm. jones's like reaction shots and like him studying the ground and like looking at the trees and shit like that I was like, I could have used that like the entire movie. Like I could the have vibe. watched it. Yeah. yeah. He's really 
it was like really effective at capturing that because again if he's by himself you don't see him like he's not reporting to anybody about what's going on you're just seeing the mental process of like oh he's like track he's close you know he's getting Mm -hmm. close because of like and he usually is he's usually like on his ass the entire movie um which at a certain point it got got kind of like is benicio gonna like do anything like is he gonna like right like you would think like he's like he just keeps running away and running away i'm like dude he'd be better off just like shooting him at a certain point or like (laughs) yeah yeah that's if i had like one plot hole that was probably like my biggest one is like he's doing all this like disguising himself and backtracking and going on a bicycle and going on a train and going underneath and going in tunnels and going in a river and i'm like bro like like, if you could just like take him out like just go in a tree and like snipe this guy like it would just be so quick like you'd be good yeah (laughs) yeah he reminds me so much of the predator because he's like you know whispering in the woods he's like preying on uh people who maybe think they're elite or something because you know he's going after hunters, he's going after cops. So in I a way, it's not like he's hunting. Scene too, like I was very unclear about the hunter, the hunters. Like who were those guys? Like what? Was, why did he kill those guys? That's a good question because <laughs> I was hoping you might also have some <laughs> have some no info idea. on it. Because he said they he like when the other guy comes to pick him up, he's like those guys you sent to get me like sucked as if he believed the hunters were there to capture him or kill him. But and then I guess, someone like, else, that's... someone else said that they were just like regular hunters that were just yeah. like hunting deer and they just had like way overpowered rifle. But then it seems like they were after like they were acting like they were chasing after him too that's it was just very like murky like i was like what was their deal like i don't understand (laughs) like and that that again makes me be like okay so are you saying that this is also in benicio's head or are you saying like which which position are you but it's not told from his perspective either it's exactly so but i will say i like that tommy lee jones as the protagonist has that quality you were talking about where he doesn't disrespect nature and i think the reason he's able to overcome benicio in the end is because he respects what he is mm. like he doesn't look at him and just think like this guy is just a psychopath he's, he's a like, wounded animal what happened to this he's guy a, he's yes a wounded animal <laughs> that's right that is fucking right yep. and he's gonna have to risk his life to try to free this wounded animal before more people get murdered yep. uh but yeah yeah i will say like this this was a this was like a powerhouse dynamic where in some mm. of their scenes together i was just like oh god if i could be there in real time watching these two guys yeah. go head to head oh would have been amazing. i do like the scene where Again, they don't really explain, but you can kind of feel that, like, Benicio felt, like, abandoned by Tommy Lee Jones' character. Because he's like, I wrote you, LT. Like, did you not get my letters? And it's just like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> couldn't tell about that either. Like, yeah. at the end when he had the letters, but the letters looked dirty, I was like, did he get them? I assume that, well, actually, I don't know. You're right. Because they'd open the locker. They opened his locker. I don't know. I guess my assumption when I watched it was that he did get them, but he just didn't write back. Okay. Because okay. he did, he like left that part of his life behind. He just trained the guys. He didn't want anything to do with them after that. That's true. That was kind of like yeah. my, and so like, and maybe that's why 
that he was motivated to do something too because he kind of knew that he was like falling off the handle and he, from the letters and that's mm-hmm. why he like came back so sudden i don't know that's that's kind of like the logic jumping i was doing in my head <laughs> i love it i mean put you got to put your executive hat on sometimes to yeah. determine what what the decision making might have been but i think it's probably it's probably because they must have taken things out they, they must have rewritten to. things it's not a complete they probably, story like, they probably were like we have to have this be 90 minutes that's what it felt because it's, it's a 93 minute something movie and so it, there's no way he turned in a 90 minute cut either it felt Absolutely like a producer not. like mandate and yeah freaking normally doesn't really make those sort of movies so no. um yeah i don't know but yeah to your yeah. Po- to your point about the nature though like i i really do like the cinematography in this too like i was i meant to look it up like where they shot it but it definitely does look you know, somewhere in the Pacific, like Northwest or something like that, or I don't know, Washington, mm. like that type of was something with a lot of forest area. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. The moss. The <laughs> moss, like, dude, the fucking Benicio jumping out of trees and just on people's backs. <laughs> like yep. you said, dude, he's predator. predator. He's predator, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he totally is. Oh, yeah, it's true. I feel like this is an interesting movie because it must have had some kind of studio funniness. Like uh, Friedkin obviously is a big director, but the guys that wrote this are like a pair of brothers that were like finance bros before they came to Hollywood and sold a couple movies. And they wrote Collateral, another movie we've covered on here before. But that's it. Did we? It's all. Yeah. Yeah, we did Collateral uh, for Arnold. Um, the one where his oh, wife got blown up outside the hotel. Da- no, you're thinking collateral damage. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, what that's I mean. the one they um, wrote. Because collat- collateral yeah, is the, the Michael Mann. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we. If that's I would have remembered if we covered that, because that's a great movie. <laughs> yes, I I do mean the Arnold one, collateral damage. Thanks for the correction. Yeah, but that's that's it. They they've only done these two movies, and what that one I resume. feel like is. <laughs> yeah, it's like another case of uh, the the collaboration needing to be there because with great actors like Benicio and Tommy Lee Jones and Friedkin being there, they can't like the producers can't ruin too much. They can definitely ruin the way the story unfolds, but they can't take away from the filmmaking and they can't take away from, you know, the the weird performance Benicio pulls forward to be this guy. He is so, his character in this is so unique. Definitely. Um, I was trying to see if I could find like more, like some trivia about this. Mm. Um, but my computer's being very slow. Uh, <laughs> there was like barely anything on the IMDb. It feels like it must have yeah. been. Yeah, like I, I shit. I wish I could remember what it was like when this came out. I wish I like had enough wherewithal to be like, oh, everyone's saying this was a good movie. Like, I wonder, I wonder how it was received. Um, I always go by Roger Ebert, so I had to look up his review. Roger Raj gave it three and a half out of four, so he pretty Ooh. much he loved it. Uh, said it was really good. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing anything about like stuff being left on the cutting room floor though just in my quick look it does say that this was the last movie johnny cash was ever a part of though which is interesting because he does the (laughs) opening uh narration closing narration and the songs (laughs) 
Uh, also, another random part yeah. of this situation. <laughs> I wasn't sure why those. I guess, like, again, they were only there for that, like, thematic thing of Benicio is in some ways Tommy Lee Jones's son in some sense. That's mm -hmm. as close as I can come with it. But it was a really weird way to open and close the movie and then, like, not be a part of it throughout in any meaningful way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I would I'll say the one uh, criticism that Roger Eber had, which I thought was really funny, was he was talking about the scene where they both, like, stop to fashion their own knives at the end and he was saying that like if you were being chased would you stop to make a fire to forge <laughs> to forge a knife and then no. and then what are the chances that timely jones also at the same time would be doing that too and he was just like but i understand that this is a movie and that they needed to show that they both can make weapons <laughs> or something <laughs> totally yeah so. yeah i hear the uh the uh, uh space given but that's a good point, because I when he was making the fire, I was like, you can't make a fire. People can see where you are if you make a fire. Exactly. Um, but then I was like, oh, I guess they don't know where he they're not near enough to see. But I always thought like when I first saw this movie and when I rewatched it, my first thought was like, oh, that's right. Tommy Lee Jones will see the fire and know where to go. But then that doesn't ever happen. <laughs> this is that's not it. This is funny trivia. And I, I can corroborate this because I've uh, heard Friedkin speak on this. Uh, it says, to the great annoyance of William Friedkin, Benicio del Toro would often ply the director with questions about his character's motives and backstory that Friedkin had no interest in. The only, <laughs> <laughs> the only direction that Tommy Lee Jones needed, by contrast, was when and where to hit his marks. <laughs> so, that's yeah, amazing. That's, that's freaking, so good. That's freaking style. And uh, yeah, he said like that was the type of actor that he looked for, was the Tommy Lee Jones, not the... Benicio, like that's your shit. Like I'm not. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's a kind of style of acting for sure. Yeah. And I, I think, I think maybe you can even see that in when they're working together. Like yeah. there is something about how what makes Tommy Lee Jones so good is you can see that he is listening to the other person he's talking to. Mm -hmm. Like you can see him react at real time, authentically. Even though obviously we know making a movie is not in real time, it still feels that way. And there is something about how, like, Benicio is always like, I float. I don't walk across the ground in any character I play. I float yeah. as, like, this sort of real but not quite real guy. And somehow, like, that does make him always something I want to watch and see what he's going to do. But it's an interesting, like, on-edge choice for someone like Friedkin who's like, I'm not really here to direct actors. Like, I just want actors to do to be where I want them to be in my frame, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he he got lucky, like, by casting the two of them, though, uh, I'll say. But, yeah, couldn't be, like, more different guys in real life. Uh, so I think that that contrast is so funny. Um, I just, I was thinking, like, every time I thought this movie would, like, it's it's, like, right on the edge of being great, I would say. Yeah. Like, it's good it's it's good bordering on great but anytime they had a chance to be great like i said it would skip over stuff and like go to the next scene and it was like yep. so there was like kind of this um you know shadowy figures that like bailed him out of jail benicio at the beginning i forgot about that whole that benicio gets caught at the beginning i was like holy mm -hmm. shit i do not remember this part uh, <laughs> and, it's wild yeah and then like there's like this whole interrogation and stuff like that. And Benicio has this like 
back and forth, you know, being like, what if, you know, humans were not the top of the food chain, blah, blah, blah. And then they take him away. They basically bail him out because he's like officially dead to the government working. (laughs) And so we assume he's working for the government. He's a government weapon. And then he breaks out of the van uh, and escapes. And And so those those agents were dead. And I was like, so that was. That could have been a story in itself was like him getting revenge on the shadowy figures that are using him as a weapon. But then mm-hmm. but then that's that was it. They never they're dead. <laughs> so, yeah. so there's yeah. not really an antagonist because you know what I mean? Like so then Yeah, that's what stifles me because I can't weird. decide. Like, are are you talking about how like Benicio can't tell the difference because he's killed too much? Or are you talking about how like he the the paranoia of a war zone and the paranoia of killing all these people is actually making him see that when it's not there and i guess we don't really get to do any of that because we're still in this sort of cat and mouse space just between the two of them but i will say i love that sequence for how like effortlessly benicio disappears He's like, get help get help oh, like that, yeah, that i'm was just pretty, moving slowly towards the, the forest line like yeah there were those little moments, I think, were what helped me be like, uh, oh, that's okay. This is a cool I moment. So. so, And then in that scene, he puts on the clothes of one of the officers mm-hmm. um, because it's like, it's very like baggy and you could tell he just did it like last second, but it's yep. like to trick the people outside that he's not a convict, like he's not a prisoner. So that's like, exactly. again, that's, that's one of those more nuanced things that I like that like they don't have to explain, but it's just like, he's so quick on his feet that he can exactly. do that shit. Yeah. Exactly. They're like showing you that he still has the elite uh, skills. And I guess that's part of why I'm so interested is like he has these elite skills. He has so much good wherewithal in a lot of ways. I want to know more about why he's killing people. You know, like I want to know more. And I think maybe, maybe that's like one extra piece that would have been nice is if like, even if Tommy Lee Jones wasn't aware of it, if there was some person that was like, yeah, those guys in the woods were there to kill him. So he started by killing people who truly were there to get him. And then he got lost. It needed like like a confrontation at the end, like where the, where they have the knife fight where him and Tommy Lee Jones, like hash it out. And like Benicio explains his, what he's been doing, but they just go straight to the knife fight, which is great, which is a cool knife fight. It's pretty badass, but like, that's when you, and so like, my whole reference the whole time when I was thinking about is is uh first blood uh Rambo part yeah. one and uh-huh. what do they have at the end of that but Sylvester An Stallone amazing. doing the mm-hmm. monologue at the end of the movie explaining you know why he's doing what he's been doing you know so yeah. that's like one thing where it's like they missed the mark on that even though like this is very similar to first blood in a lot of ways well- And I guess like that's the interesting part of it, too, as like a pair for this is that First Blood gets to be from Stallone's perspective. And it's true. This one being only from Tommy Lee Jones's perspective is interesting because I don't actually feel like he gets any closure either. Like, it's not as though he had an awareness that, that he was training a psychopath back then and had to, like, live with that and now could finally know that, like, people are safe again. Right. Like he was just like living his life, enjoying himself when someone showed up and made him come back to work. And then, you know, he had to almost get killed, getting sliced like nobody's business. 
to to kill somebody and then he's just like looking at the snow again. i like to think that this is the same character he is in the fugitive and u.s marshall where he just doesn't care <laughs> like yeah. he said yeah. he's just doing his job i don't care <laughs> it must be, it must be uh, that that's what it is yeah. oh, but nobody does it like him nobody does it like yeah. him man god i love him um yeah i mean like what was your is there a sequence in particular that really stood out to you you know like something where uh like you know the ambulance crash or like the open you know like is there something in the open that really stands out to you because so much is happening there is so much happening in that open it's hard to keep up with i do love the open it it does feel like a war movie like inserted into this um i like the you know how he's uh sneaking around very light on his feet like the way he crawls down from the ceiling is so smooth so uh, sick <laughs> yeah and uh and then they are taken out and it's so brutal that's the other thing it's like it opens up and these civilians are be being shot and like totally genocide genocidals like murder happening and so it's like at that point you're kind of like yeah benicio fuck this guy up because it's like they show the guy that ordered the hits um so i would say the opening i would also like to shout out to though the part where the two hunters he takes out the two hunters I think is also like really uh, impressive with, you know, it's just an, it's he's they're doing the ghost thing where he's like appearing and reappearing. But then like, you know, you see him throw the knife and he's like toying with them almost like my knife versus your two guns, uh, stuff like that. And then they get caught in the trap. That one guy gets caught in the trap. And <laughs> so nasty, dude. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, and yeah, he's just murking fools. So. Um, and I think, again, I think why those two I would pick is is just like those feel like more justified than like when he's straight up killing cops uh, towards yeah. the end. And it's like, oh, shit, like you just killed what we like are assume are like good cops. Like there's nothing that tells us that they're just yeah, totally doing their fine. jobs like <laughs> and the, I think yep. the black dude is like the lieutenant. So like you kill the fucking like lieutenant too. like it yes. was pretty. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I will say Connie Nielsen does a good job sort of being that person that reminds us that like there are people who have no idea that like this world of super spy murderers like exists. And she's like there left covered in the blood of like all her co-workers who have been murdered by him, you know, crying. And it's like, yeah, because that that's, that's the truth. Is it like these what guys, you would do? Yeah, yeah they Your two <laughs> partners slash friends. <laughs> <laughs> right in your arms um because i think i really like that sequence when they're uh underground and he's just taking them all out and the one guy he like has killed the construction yeah, worker or something kind of propped him up to to trick them that sequence is really cool but it is needless like it yeah. i guess like that sequence is an interesting one because it does make you be like okay i might have understood where benicio was coming from with the hunters and then also the military guys but when he starts to kill all these other regular cops that are just like some basic ass city cops or whatever and the army now guys. i'm kind of like all right army you, guys you'll too. have to die yeah yeah <laughs> like you can't come through this one and just like go to jail because you've really done some bad shit now and Tommy Lee jones tells him that too <laughs> like you gotta turn yourself in like <laughs> there's no you gotta pay for this like there's no uh getting away from this so um i also like too i like the you know where Tommy Lee Jones was saying, like how he figures out that it's him. He's like, I noticed from his size ten footprint 
you know, no tread, kind of like this one, kind of like a slipper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I just was like, that feels like so impractical. I mean, like, I guess in the mud, like that would be the traction, but I'm just like walking around with no tread, just like seems like a nightmare to me. <laughs> like Jesus, it really does. <laughs> but I will say, it does seem like Tommy Jones doesn't walk around that much because he's like straight crawling and rolling through the ground when he's first looking for Benicio, which I love. Uh, it's just it is funny how. I don't know how much of it is like real and how much of it is sounded cool uh, or seemed cool because it does seem like this movie is like less about educating us on what it's like to be a deep woods tracker or what it's like to be, you know, a killer for the for the military. It's sort of much more interested in like, what does it look like when you're watching one of these guys? Yeah, you just came across two bears in the forest just fucking fighting it out papa bear and and his son (laughs) i mean that might be another thing that i identify as something i like about what friedkin can do is that like even though he's he has a whole room in a frame sometimes his camera feels much more like a fly on the wall than most you know like it's not quite a character in his filmmaking it really is like i'm capturing a lot of private moments that nobody else is there for in my filmmaking and i love that because i guess like I can only compare it to sort of like how it feels to watch The Exorcist is so different than how it feels to watch other horror movies and how it felt watching this action movie. I was like, this movie is, of course, in the action genre, but like it's a psychological thriller or something, you Uh, know? Yeah, it fits in there, too. Um, Yeah, I I also wanted to mention, too, the the car chase I thought was really well done. Uh, to when uh benicio like when you were talking about the old school filmmaking part of it like you see fucking benicio peel out crazy jumping over shit like over curbs and stuff like that and it just felt like you know the french connection director you know making another uh cool car chase here in the middle of this uh of this movie so yeah, that was and we cool. never see meaningful car chases, except for like when when the homie Michael Bay shows up, like he'll always bring them for us. But we don't really see the them Fast so much in the franchise. But even there, they've taken over. Yeah, I was going to say they've like mostly used computers now because yeah. they want to do such like wild shit. But that's what's cool about this movie is it still exists in a time where people really did smash the shit out of cars. You know, just because, right? Like for the shot. And I do love that kind of stunt element because, you know, there's just, there were more surprising stunts in here than I was ready for. Um, And I think like what comes to mind is it really looked like Tommy Lee Jones jumped off that roof for real. I know he didn't, but it really looked like it the way it was cut. You could, you could see the stunt guy. I could at least. I've just seen enough action movies, I guess. But like, and the, the, the capturing of it, the tell is always like when they pan out. And it's like when the fall happens and they and they go wide. Yeah, that's that's when you can tell it's a stunt guy. And so, yeah, I could tell that was. But but... Tommy Lee Jones, like, never does anything close to stunt work. So the fact that he's like, that's what's so funny about it is like every time like he has to run and chase after him, he looks like pissed off. Like, you're making me fucking do cardio. Yep. Yep. I mean, for real. Yeah. Yeah. He he's like, I like to lie in waiting, not be in a chase. And it is, but you know what? He holds his own. Cause I will say, I do like the train sequence too, where he's like on top of the oh, train, yeah. trace, uh, chasing him through there as that well. That was very, um, 
U.S. Marshals, actually. I always get those confused. But uh, Wesley Snipes jumps on the train in U.S. Marshals. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's got to be a train in a good action movie, yeah. no matter which we one We talked about this before, but trains, <laughs> action movie staple. Um, yep. So, yeah, speaking of stunts, I, I, I feel like we're here. You know, what stunt or set piece really stuck out to you if you had to pick one? I mean, I think, mm, hmm. I guess like, yeah, I think, I think the sequence of that like first capture when they first reunite with each other and kind of like fight. And I think it's the stunt choreography that like wins in terms of stunt work, just because the fight sequences, they are really thrilling. And several times because they were fighting with like knives and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, anytime there was like a slice or something, several times out loud, I'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, like, because you don't need to see that. Uh, but I do think the best stunt is surviving the final fight for TLJ because he took a knife right here. Yeah. And if I remember from Drive, that's where a single cut can help you bleed out. So I felt a little confused, uh, but I liked the stunt. Different, like different universes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> in the <laughs> hunted true. universe, it doesn't. Okay. That's right. Tommy Lee Jones is superhuman in many ways. But yeah, I think uh, that that one sequence and then also the the ending fight sequence, just just the the choreography uh, was my favorite of the stunt work here. What about you? Yeah, piggybacking off of that, um, mine is like, I guess like a half and half. It's like another setup payoff thing. So mm-hmm. half of it is when they show the flashback of Tommy Lee Jones training Benicio del Toro and he shows Love and that. he shows the you know one two three four double hand whatever through the sternum five yep. six it was like the six point cut or whatever oh and then ending Love with it. the chin beneath the chin or whatever yep. and so and then doing it so fast and like you said like you know most filmmakers it would be like cut one cut two three four five six or whatever and it's like you're seeing every single like I was like nervous for the guy that he was gonna catch a knife in his chin like it <laughs> looked but like so fucking real so mm-hmm. i really like that scene and then i like how it gets like kind of paid off when um Tommy Lee and Benicio fight like the first time when they're it's like again to the choreography of it it's so messy and ugly and dirty and rolling around and Love it's it. not clean they're <laughs> like they're trying he's trying to punch the knife in and then and then Tommy Lee is like punching the knife out of his hand like it's just so like it feels to me like what a fight would actually look like in real life compared Agreed. to like a lot of the action movies that we talk about on here. So that's, yeah, that's like why there I, is no, yeah. there's none of that waiting to hit each other right. stuff. Uh, I think that's what stood out the most to me that like it, the fight scenes feel relentless, mm-hmm. you know, like there is no pause and I can never tell who's winning a lot of the time too. Yeah. It's like, cause and and the fact that they're equally skilled, like it always felt like it was like a good matchup, you know, like like mm-hmm. you said, like one wasn't getting the upper hand on the other at any time. It was just like one person had a good move here and then the other person countered with another good move. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> and I will say about the bespoke weapons they brought to the final showdown, they did also like represent their characters that at the in the end, Tommy Lee Jones was like, it's the resources and the resilience of what is around me that I can make with my hands in nature. Mm-hmm. That that is what helps me survive these types of things. And it's like Benicio's desire to, I guess, just to to inflict his will now because he's disappointed in, you know, whatever 
means he chose like a much more like you know knife knife's knife yeah and it, it made me think of that show metal, uh, metal versus where, like rock like rock versus yeah. metal yeah yeah two great uh forces coming at one another uh but all i could think of was that show where dudes make like knives and swords and shit and i kept hearing like this one guy's voice in my head who's like uh your knife is good it will kill I don't know if you are familiar with Forged in Fire, I think is what it's called. Okay. Uh, I found it on Netflix, like, just one day. I was like, I'm just going to see what this is about. And people make all their own weapons. So I, that's, that's pretty, the only way I know It's a pretty sick it. knife. It's not like, again, sorry to compare it, but it's not Rambo level knife. Um, mm -hmm. You know, or even Commando. Like, those, I feel like those are just going for the bigger, the better, honestly. Totally. But, yeah. I like the simple design of it. And then he was saying that like one side is for flaying and the other side is for cutting. So that was like the mm -hmm. dual purpose of it. Um, and that's his so trademark dope. too, like that he puts it into the tree. So, yeah. Yeah. And he like slices people's like faces yep. and stuff yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. The way he is teasing and kind of cat and mousing any of his victims, even Tommy Lee Jones is pretty baller. Mm -hmm. uh, I do like that about this movie for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Cool. Let's see. What else? Oh, kills. yeah. Do you have a favorite kill? I was going to say, what's your favorite kill? Um, I think this one's pretty easy. It has to be just Benicio getting in at the end. Um, you know, it's by a waterfall, two guys fighting with knives. You know, it's like pretty simple shit. It's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, again, it's like round two to where... Um, I would say Tommy Lee gets bested in the first fight. Uh, the only reason Benicio got caught is because the FBI showed up. Uh, but right. then when they do the rematch at the end, um, Tommy Lee kind of gets his payback and uh, shows that he's the true master. So that's going to be that's going to be my kill. And I think what does he knife him in the chest? I think that's what he. Yeah, yeah. and I'm pretty sure he gets the assist yeah. to make sure <laughs> to yep. get it in there. Oh, what yeah, that you? is a good one. For me, it's the uh, forced cyanide pill when he's with all the guys that bailed him out of jail. And they're yeah. like, hey, here, take this pill because, you know, you need to kill yourself. Since all Wasn't it done. like up the nose, though? It was like weird. Yeah, was, I've never seen like one of those. Kinda... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's why it stood out to me where I was like, he's slicing everybody else up, like doing really cool blood stunts. And this one's just like a nice, slow <laughs> yeah. type of thing. And I love that about I it. I do. I like, I can't remember the exact line, but when he was just like, it's painless, he won't feel a thing or whatever. And then when Benicio gets it back, he says the same thing. Like, it's painless, you won't feel a thing. What's the... Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. How like he, I can't, I can't describe like what I think about Benicio's acting other than... Unpredictable. There is no other actor I can compare him to. Like he... When I look at movies in the past, he has no comp, yeah. and I can't see any young actor that I'm like, oh, this is a new Benicio. Right? Like nobody like him. It's true. He it's is true. A big reason why Sicario, I feel like, is one of the best action movies of like the last, you know, five ten years. He's just so, yeah. like, you know, like we talk about how menacing he is here, but in that movie, it's like you do not want to fuck with this guy. This guy will kill you and your family. <laughs> like yeah, yeah he will without he will. blinking yeah, an nothing eye nothing will get in his way yeah, mm -hmm. that's right so... nothing will stop him from the laser focus that he has on you sometimes yeah so i'm i'm with you he's he's a really good actor i appreciate him yes
oh, and TLJ, you know, like this, Tommy Lee Jones is always good. And so I think in this one in particular, obviously Benicio yeah. stands out a little bit more, but I do just love that you can count on Tommy Lee Jones's performance, no matter where he is. You can count on him to always deliver something grounded, whether we're doing Men in Black or we're doing this. And I am about that life because he's a real like actor with a capital A and so is Benicio. And Friedkin was a director with a capital D. So all good things. Yeah, uh, exactly. All good things. I need Liam Neeson <laughs> to step into that uh, Tommy Lee Jones role. He, he wants to be he wants to be Charles Bronson and Clint Eastwood so bad. And it's like maybe do like a mentor movie where you're passing on to the next actor action movie you know stuff yeah i don't know who that would be but like i'm just like it's time bro like liam you've done like i'm excited to think about movies. it is like how many <laughs> how many taken spinoffs are you gonna do <laughs> well and also like you're getting too old for this shit not even in a rude way you know like at a certain point i don't i don't want to be afraid that a, a beloved friend of mine is gonna get beat up because he looks too old and frail you know yeah. like i do want that grounded like uh, expertise. He has a great voice and a great experience. presence. Like that's what I'm saying. Exactly. He has that Tommy Lee Jones thing. He could do got it. it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like I'm sure there'll be another Liam Neeson's movie coming out soon because he, he has turns one. those things out. He has one. Where it's right like, now? Is yeah. it out right now? Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> Shit. I'll have to go see it. I guess it's like uh, a speed comp where if he slows down, the car explodes. He's in a car the whole time. Something like that <laughs> with his family, of course. <laughs> Well, I would much rather rewatch Speed, but I love Liam Neeson forever. Um, nice, uh, nice. I will say he uh, that movie. I'm not probably not going to see it, but uh, he was on Conan O'Brien's podcast, and it was delightful. He was he is hilarious. He you can always tell which guy is really funny by how much they make Conan O'Brien laugh, and Conan was belly laughing the whole time. It was so awesome. <laughs> that makes me so happy. You gotta watch oh, it or listen that. to it. It's so good. Yeah, it was a good I will. Memory. I will check that out. Oh, I love them both. So that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right. Anything else you want to add before we finish up? No, I think that wraps it up. So let's uh get our plugs in and get out of here. Uh remind the people where to find us. All right. Follow the show at We Stay Buff on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch so you never miss a minute of the action. And follow me personally at It's Me, Shani V on all those platforms as well. All right. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you have time, please leave a positive review. It helps us. Five stars, please. And for my movie pages at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and my website is MisfitMinded.com. I'm also on Blue Sky now uh just joined nice. up i got it in white code and uh yeah we'll see i don't know cool i'm just sounds good testing the waters so <laughs> Te- Keep us updated. testing the skies i guess uh so yeah thank you guys for listening we'll catch you next time for another edition of movie buffs stay buff <laughs>